I am inside each and every single one of you. Just look in, and I will be there, waving out at you, naked, wearing only a cock ring. Please welcome Jeffrey Lord. Oh, this is for the Jeffrey Lord show? Lord, really? I thought Jeffrey Lord was kind of like a real guy. How are you supposed to be a strong, thrilling, powerful warrior and lover with a name like this? It is like a weak ejaculation. Okay. <laughs> the Lord is the gatekeeper of all music in Fort Worth. Everybody likes to dance because Jeff Lord is awesome. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, Jeffrey. If you don't love the Lord, you're fucking fucked. If you don't love the Lord, you're fucking fucked. If you don't love the Lord, you're fucking fucked just like a whore. If you don't love the Lord, you're fucking fucked. Like, really, is this the level that you sunk to, Lord? So I'm done with Jeffrey Lord. Hello, everybody. I am your host, Jeffrey Lord. Hey, welcome to the Funky Town Podcast, Fort Worth's favorite podcast. I bet you're really excited tonight. Tonight we have an interview with Doc Rock from The Traumatics. Oh yeah, I knew that'd get you hyped. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. No, but seriously, we do have, our interview tonight is with uh, Dr. Stephen Traum from uh, The Traumatics, and I'm been looking forward to interviewing him for a while i really like that band i really like their tunes and so we'll have that coming up for you in the second part of the show in the first act we're going to be talking about um my trip to austin a little bit if you really want to hear a pretty good um what's the word i won't say review um Anyways, a pretty good recap of um, the Austin trip. recommend you go back and listen to the Jerry Jonestown Massacre from this past week with uh, Susie's on there and Matt Thomas. And him and Susie talk about um, the trip. I went down there with Dustin and um, Susie. He picked us up pretty early Saturday morning, like at 6, 6.30 a.m. And um, it's funny because a couple weeks I've been really wanting um, – a cool cowboy hat to wear and um a couple weeks ago i was going through some stuff and I actually found my old straw hat so i'd kind of pulled it out and dusted it off it's beat up and dirty and ragged and rugged and i was like yeah you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna take this with me to austin i also got all my patches out and started sewing all my patches on my jean jacket i'm wearing wear my jean jacket with patches i'm gonna have my straw cowboy hat and i'm gonna look cool I'm going to go to Austin and see Jane Woe and some of the other Sostex bands that I like. Maybe meet the guy who runs Sostex label and uh, have a grand old time. And so that was my plan. And when um, I got in the car, I was presented with a box. It's like, ooh, what's in the box? This for me. It was really light. Opened it up. And it's a brand new felt cowboy hat, brown with a dark brown, um, whatever the thing is called, band around the t- around it uh, it's cool it's so cool it's great it's just awesome and i put it on it it goes well with my with the color of my beard and i wear a lot of browns and grays and drab colors like that because i like it um and so it goes good with a lot of the clothes that i currently have and so super excited about it i wore it the whole trip I posted a picture of facebook with me in it because it just looks that cool and so i mean shout out to to dustin and Susie for 
tracking that thing down, finding it and getting it for me. That was super cool, unexpected. I don't even, not even that good of a friend to deserve something like that. So that was super awesome. Anyway, so from there, we started heading down south. We made a little pit stop um, to go fishing for a little bit. So we fished for, you know, 30 minutes or so. It's kind of cool. I don't remember if it was the Guadalupe or the Brazos, um, but we did fish a little bit. Hit a couple of small towns, went to Georgetown, um, the Day Tripper headquarters, and I got a pretty cool little patch there and a sticker. And then kind of goofed around Georgetown for a little while, then went to um, Dustin's cousin's house, Jeremy Perez. And shout out to Jeremy for letting us stay at his house. Um, Jeremy's cool. Been down there a f- few times. I've got to meet and hang out with Jeremy several times over the past several years. And He's cooler every time I meet him, man. That it, it's a cool dude, and he's always so kind and opens up his house to us when we come down. And so it was really cool. We had a good time, but we hung out and fellowshipped, and then we headed out to the old sagebrush. And um, I didn't know what to expect. The South by South weekend, I didn't know where the sagebrush was, what it was, or anything, and didn't know if we were going to end up downtown to where. But we ended up in um, this old West-looking bar. I guess it used to be. A Latino bar, low ceilings, wide open. They had two stages going on inside. So one band would play while the other band was setting up on the second stage. And as soon as the first band played, the second band would start playing while the first band tore down and the next one set up. And it just kept going back and forth, just straight music all day. So it was really cool. Um, Dustin's in Uncle Tosi. They were playing that night, so he was going down there. Um, I wanted to hop a ride so I could see Jane Woe. I played it a couple weeks ago. There's a Valentine's Day special, and um, I played the song that I want to marry, and it's called Cuckold's Ball by Jane Woe. Still to this day, love, love, love that song. And I was even saying, man, if they if they only play that song over and over and over again, I'd be happy. I came down to Austin for one song, the Cuckold's Ball, and they get up there, and um, she's all, we're Jane Woe from Houston, Texas, and this is the Cuckold's Ball first song i couldn't believe it i was like whoa and they did it and they nailed it it was great um i sat there just watching them there's just um man i think they're so cool dustin leaned over to me and he's like she kind of looks like my aunt's best friend and i don't know his aunt's best friend but i thought that's a perfect way kind of to describe jane woe she kind of looks like your no it was his looks like his mom's sister's best friend it's like yeah his aunt's best friend but he said his mom's sister's best friend or his mom's, I don't remember, but it was so funny, I was just like this, you know, um, I don't know, they're just, they're, they're an interesting looking band, uh, she had a really cute dress on, and cowboy boots, the bass player had on this hat, I don't know what kind of hat it was, it was a flat rim that had little dingleberries hanging off around it, um, the, um, the stage was cool, the velvet curtains, the low ceiling, Everything was just amazing. And then their sound, she comes up, and the way she sings, it's kind of, I don't know, man, it's almost off-key, but it's so endearing. It's like, I love it so much. It's, you know, there may be people who have a really trained ear that's like, I can't listen to her sing. She doesn't sing right or something. I don't know, man. I think it's fantastic. I just love it. Um, I love watching them play. Another time, Dustin reached, um, leaned over to me and was like, dude, I feel like I'm in a David Lynch film. He's like, this is a band that would be playing in a David Lynch movie. And this is a bar that would be in a David Lynch movie. And the people standing around it, just for a few minutes, it felt very surreal. So this is a real band, but a real kind of cool. I think they call it boot gaze is what she labeled it online. Um, you know, it's 
I don't know. It's very interesting. So I wanted to kick off the show with a Jane Woe song um, in honor of Jane Woe. She was, they were the first um, band that I really wanted to see when I got there. And I got to see them, sat the, watch the whole set. And um, it was very cool. Anyways, we'll listen to Jane Woe. We'll come back, talk a little bit more. So this is Jane Woe. It's Let's, let's Fight. Full disclosure, I did not record this song. The song was not from the show. I got that off of YouTube. I'll post the link in the description of the show. All the links to all the music is always there on any episode. So, that was Jane Woe and Tell Me You Don't Love, her voice, the way she sings, the way she writes, the music, the slide guitars, the bass, the drums, everything about it is just... Uh, it just grabs me in, my, in the cockles of my heart and gives me warm fuzzies. So then we move on. Um, one of the things I wanted to do when I was down there was to meet um, the person who runs um, the Tostec record label. And I met him as soon as I got there. His name is Jeff Smith, and he's a super friendly guy. Um, 
All I had to do was say, I'm a friend of Marlon from the Me Thanks. He's like, here, man. Gave me a card and call me anytime. So <laughs> he was funny. He was super cool. I didn't realize it at the time because um, I hadn't seen the Hickoids play, but he's also the front man for the Hickoids. Between Jane Doe and the Hickoids, we saw a ton of bands. Um, too many for me to remember and list in this moment. Again, if you're really interested in, in the trip and the different bands that played, um, go back and listen to the Jerry Jonestown Massacre from last week. They spent like 30 minutes or so talking about going on, on the trip. A couple of rabbits they chased, but for the most part, you know, um, they go into a lot of detail. It was a lot, a lot, a lot of fun. Um, because I met Jeff Smith and um, got to see the Hickoids play, I wanted to play a Hickoids song. They were super fun. Man, that dude had the whole crowd in the sagebrush in front of the stage. Every song is taken off a piece of clothing. is damn near naked by the time it was over with. Yeah, the crowd eating out of his hand. It was awesome, energetic. They were um, just great. You know, talented musicians, great songwriters, but, you know, for real in- entertainers. It was a really fun show. I really got, um, was really happy to see them play. And um, I'm now an even bigger Hickoids fan than I was before I seen them play. So this song is called Almost Nearly Nancy, and um, it's on Bandcamp. It's also on the Sostex compilation um, that I've been listening to ever since the day I got it. Man, I love this thing so much, and this is one of the first songs that pops up. Like one of the first five or six songs this pops up, and I'm always jamming it. I didn't even realize it was the Hickoids because it's just a, the CD. I just throw it in the CD player and just hit play and just listen to all the songs. And so I'm sitting there, I'm like... When they go into the song, I'm like, oh, <laughs> I know this song. It's off the compilation. This is, I didn't realize it was the Hickoids, but it's called Almost Nearly Nancy. Um, and it is fantastic. And we're going to listen to it now on the Funky Town Podcast, Fort Worth's favorite podcast. Hey!
Pickoids from Austin on the Fuck Your Town podcast. No, that song is awesome. Um, one of the highlights from the weekend, um, at least during the show, was seeing a band called Die Spitz. D-I-E, then S-P-I-T-Z. And it's four young ladies that just get up there and just rock your face off. We had gone outside and um, we were hanging outside and we were kind of talking a little bit. I think I was talking to Jeffrey Chase and he had called um, Amy and I was talking to her and Susie was out there. We were all just kind of sitting around having a good time. And I think at some point I went inside to go to the restroom and when I came out I just seen this big crowd standing around the the smaller second stage and just this music just blasting out. And so I kind of go over there to check it out. And it's these really cute young ladies just thrashing. I mean, just thrashing. They're screaming and singing. They're jumping off the stage out into the crowd. They're just slamming into the crowd and slamming into each other and falling over each other. It's kind of like going to a me motor scooter, but way more attractive to look at and way more rambunctious and way more wild ass. They were awesome i mean they were just so great at one point there i'm like hey does anybody here know nirvana how about do you know the album bleach (laughs) we're gonna play a song off bleach and um they did and it was awesome and i was like man if kurt cobain could walk in here right now and see this going on he would be like now that's what i'm talking about that's what i want that's it you know um not this corporate mainstream packaged overselling just pure raw rock and roll energy just it was freaking great and so i came home and looked them up on Bandcamp. and you think right now i'm gonna play a dice bit song but i'm not they have some good ones on on Bandcamp. um it's one of those bands you really have to see live they're from austin i don't know if they'll get up here i really like to talk to somebody about getting some of these bands that are that have been hearing around the state from different places up here to play a show because there's some really good ones and they are definitely would be top on the bill um but what i want to play next is like so um right after the hickoids played so this is even before dice i think dice pits played after this gentleman right after the hickoids played this dude gets up and he's just um he's like um hey everybody me and jeff smith singer from the hickoids me and jeff smith are getting ready to have sex on stage he doesn't know it yet, but it's getting ready to happen. All of a sudden, everybody looks over there, and it's just this big old dude, a t-shirt and a tutu. And um, then he's all. Then he says something to the effect of, um, "Do you want to hear some gay ass faggot rap or something?" I mean, he used the derogative terms in there to, to describe it. And then all of a sudden, this this just gnarly electronic beat kicks in and I'm like what is going on here it's like like this it's like oh I'm like this is good this is really cool so I'm just kind of I'm sitting down because I'm I'm worn out from from the day I'm you know we've been doing this for hours on the road and all that stuff so I'm kind of sitting down just kind of listening to this I'm like this is this is really good and then he starts to rap over it and stuff. And then at some point I get up and I'm like, hang on, here we go. Some of you act like you never made a mistake or have never ever done anything causing someone dismay. You're on the internet calling out anything, not for progress, 
but just to prop up your ego's a masquerade. Like your whole life you've been perfect putting in work. It's good. And I was like, man, this is awesome. So I started listening to it. Finally, I stand up and kind of go over there and look. And at this point, dude's got his shirt off. Got his tutu off. And he is wearing some sort of bondage, strappy thing. I mean, it's just covering his junk and part of his butt, you know. And he's a big, big, big boy with tattoos all over him. He's got Queen tattooed right over the front of his belly. And um, he's doing his thing. And it's, you know, it's it's, it's cool. And he's, he's got a crowd. And um, I'm, I'm watching it, but I'm so distracted by the visual of it all. Like any white straight male would be, he's just kind of like, whoa, this is, you know, it's very, very sensory overload, you know. Um, so kind of go over and I kind of just sit sit back down and I'm just kind of listening to it and I'm like dude this is so good if you can be if you can get away if you cannot be distracted by the imaging um that he puts out there for shock value if you can get past that which a lot of people can't and that's probably why he does it because it's like the intro of this show If, if you can't get past the intro then I don't really want you listening to the rest of the show I'm sure he's like if you can't get past this I don't want you hearing the rest of what I got to do. This is some of the rest of what he has to do. This is Summertime Heat by Chris Condi. And this dude is a bad motherfucker. See him play, support his music. He's awesome. can't deny it man it's got the flavor the flavor of big red and enchiladas dude this song is awesome he's awesome 
serious. There's something extremely beautiful about being so comfortable with with yourself that you can do what this man does on his stage in public and sell it and come off looking like a badass. He's awesome, seriously. So this show is getting away from me fast. Um, so we're going to have to probably cut the Austin trip a little short. We bought, we saw a few more bands um, all the way up to the Beaumonts, who does the theme song. And um, we went back to Jeremy's and crashed about, I don't know, 2, 2.30, 3 o'clock. I don't know what time it was. I slept till 10 the next morning. We got up, hit the road, kind of took our time coming back, hit a couple of state parks, went through some cool little cities, um, just enjoyed Texas, this is an awesome state with great state parks. Got a couple more, got a couple patches. I'm gonna get a patch from every state park I go to, and I'm gonna try to go to them all so I can get all the patches. I want all the patches. You know what else I want? I want to take you on the trip. Not an Austin trip, a different kind of trip, a heavenly trip. We're gonna do that tonight with the cubes and shadows of jets and the traumatics. Then after our little trip, we're going to hear an interview with. Dr. Stephen Traum, Doc Rock, and then we're going to follow up with Boss Riot. So coming up next on the show is a triple shot. Starting off with the cubes, and if you know the theme, send an email. You can win tickets to Twilight to see the Traumatics this Saturday, April 2nd. Let's blast it off, boys and girls. Here we go. Struck and no need to 
Shadows of Jets going up to space. Only on the Funky Pound podcast. And before that, we heard the cubes, moon going round. And up right here, we have the dramatics, rocket in flight on the Funky Pound podcast. You say I gotta get on track, but I'm on the attack and I'm not looking back. You say. I need to see the light, but it's already in sight Cause I'm a rocket in flight I wanna see the night Watch the stars burn bright Touch a satellite Cause I'm a rocket in flight I'm a rocket in flight Watch me burn Take it slow, but you don't know just how fast I can grow 
Watch me burn I burn so This is Doc Rock. This is him. This is Jeffrey Lord. Hey, Jeffrey. I've got an ailment. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, so we're talking to Stephen. Is it Traum? Yeah, it's Traum. Like Trout the Fish, except with an M at the end. You know, um, so the funny thing, I guess, before we start, okay, so this, let me go ahead and introduce you, and then I want to tell you a really quick story. So Stephen Traum from the Traumatics, T-R-O-U-M, A-T-I-C-S, Traumatics, which I think is really clever. But the funny thing is, I didn't quite get it at first. When I first saw the name, I read it as Troutmatics. Never saw the M, just put a T there. And for like probably four or five, six weeks, I was like, I kept talking about the Troutmatics. And I actually was like, I'm going to do a a show where I have like fishing bands and I'm going to use like Jefferson Trout and the Troutmatics and (laughs) all these different fishy type bands or whatever. Um, and then I realized that it wasn't the traumatics. It was the, and then I saw your name and I was like, Oh, and it's all starting to make sense. Now it's traumatic. That's why there's a doctor's mask. Cause it's traumatic and he's a doctor and his last name is trauma. This is all really good. It all fits together way better than the traumatics, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but it was really funny. Yeah, it, it is. You're right. You picked up on it. It's a play on my name, but, uh, it's also, you know, trauma and mm-hmm. all the things that it, you know, all the medical implications that come with that. So, And it's, it makes sense for you since you're a doctor. It all works together uh, I, really well. So um, so I wanted to start there. Uh, without asking your age, are you a Gen Xer? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. I don't know if you're right on the line or if you're in the Gen X range. Um, you know, cause some of the songs, it just feels like some of that Gen X stuff... Um, I'm 50. I turned 50 this year. So in my college years, 20, so 30 years ago, whatever, the college radio, college rock, I guess is what it was called, you know, had that kind of gin angst or the gin X kind of angsty um, sound to it. And that's kind of what this makes me feel like. It felt, you know, it kind of puts me back to that time. Yeah, it it is. And um, uh, yeah, that, that music was heavily influential. Uh, with me as well growing up and uh, I really related well to the you know like you said the late 80s early 90s college alternative type uh, rock and roll that um, really sort of shaped my musical tastes 
Although my, my background or and my exposure is a lot wider than that. But that seems to be what comes out when I write stuff. So one thing I wanted to ask was, um, so you're old enough to have gone to, to several years of college and become a doctor um, and a, a specialist at that, which I'm assuming is even more college on top. Um, and then at some point, um, you decided to, I'm going to play guitar and be in a, be in a rock band. Um, so that's what I was going to ask. Have you played the guitar or any instruments as a kid and this is just something that you kind of got back to or did you just pick it up here recently well music has always been a passion of mine really my whole life and um yeah i, I, I sort of had to live so, so i was born in june so i'm a true gemini in the sense that I've, I've kind of got twin personalities on the one hand uh, i chose a path you know to become a doctor a surgeon and that's a lot of study and a lot of work and you know a lot of scientific oriented thinking but i still had this artistic side um which i which was more musical and um you know when i was a when I was a kid, I had piano lessons. I played the clarinet in the band, but I didn't really pick up guitar until really later in college. I mean, we had a guitar laying around the house, and I learned some chords, mm-hmm. but I didn't actually buy my own guitar until end of college, beginning of medical school, and uh, kind of taught myself. And back then, we didn't have internet and YouTube and everything. I basically bought books. Right? Did you use like the Mel Bay's, the Mel Bay Easy Guitar Guide, or whatever it is? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. You know, these books that had like the old 70s pop songs in them, and I, and they were easy chords that I learned. And then I bought a book. Again, we were using books that have like covers and pages and stuff. <laughs> kind of unknown to a lot of the kids today, I guess. Right. But, um, you know, and, and learned the blues scale and worked on lead a little bit. And once I learned a few chords and learned some of these songs, I just started putting some chords together and, and writing my own stuff. And so one of my hobbies as I was going through college and medical school and my residency was um, writing and recording my own music, which I'm the first to admit all that music sucked. Oh, sure. <laughs> um, but I had these you know, cassette decks that I used to record myself on and um What's funny is recently, within the last few years, I was going through my old stuff and I found a box with a lot of the old cassettes of these songs. And it just so happened I still had a cassette deck that worked. So I was listening to them and I'm like, man, this is horrible. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Almost unlistenable. But there were a lot of great musical ideas buried in them and a lot of good lyrical ideas. So as a more mature person now um you know within the last three years or so i started getting involved in singer songwriter organizations like the fort worth songwriters association and the dallas songwriters association and kind of honed my craft of songwriting and took a lot of these old ideas and started writing a new generation of songs that was still fairly influenced by the you know the genre and the period that you referenced but um wrote a lot of that stuff within the last few years and decided I was going to get a little more serious with my music, um, especially since I had a little bit of free time with the pandemic and everything. Mm-hmm. So that, that's kind of how it happened. I've been uh, playing around with music and writing songs for a couple of decades now. Um, you and I are not far off from the same age. Okay. Uh, but, 
But as far as my serious songwriting, yeah, that's something within the last, you know, four or five years, although I've been doing it for longer than that. I guess if that answers your question. Yeah, it, it, it totally does. And it also answered a question that I was going to ask about. Um, yeah, there's a lot of um, artsy types, and then there's a lot of analytical scientific types. And it's always interesting when I find someone who's kind of both. And um, I guess part of it is, you said, with you because know, you're a Gemini, um, do you think everybody has it in them to be more scientific if they're a, a creative type or more creative if they're more the analytical type? Or do you think that those personality types are pretty right on as far as some people, you, you know what I'm saying? Like there are some really bright, super intelligent pe- people, but if you ask them to paint something, they'd be like, I don't even know. I don't know. You know, they're completely baffled by anything artistic. Yeah. I, no, I, I agree with you, and I think that people, you know, gravitate one way or the other. And you know, I like to think that a lot of times, as they go through life, they kind of lean toward their strengths. And so you have people that are very artistic, um, but they couldn't solve a math problem, Mm-mm. you know, or or don't have much. Con- you know, a lot of them don't have common sense. And then you have people that are over analytical, that they can't think abstractly at all, and and ultimately. When they choose their paths in life, they, um, you know, sort of like going to the gym. You go to the gym and work out, uh, you're going to get in good shape and get good muscles. You know, if you go to school and study a lot, you're going to, and apply yourself, you're going to work your brain. Mm-hmm. And, and I think what we find in today's society is you can't work everything. And so you end up being more analytical or you're being more artsy. And, and yeah, I sort of purposely... I'm trying to do both, and uh, you know, <laughs> I I hope I'm doing this to some degree of success. Right. But, so, what about the um, the athletic side? Because there's always that side too. The guy who's not, you know, an artsy fartsy guy, or a or a poindexter. He's more the the athletic type. Um, you know, because I just have, I've always felt like it maybe has to do with our education system now, but that each of us has it in us to learn all these things, the arts, the intellect, the athletic ability, but maybe it is easier to just go with your strengths. Oh, I'm, it's easier to be smart. So I'm going to just go this way and not worry about the athletic side or the physical education side, you know? Yeah. I know. I was definitely more the nerdy guy Uh growing up. I mean, I was small for my age anyway, which didn't help. Um, so it was almost chosen for me to be the nerdy guy that studied because, you know, chicks didn't dig me because I was the shortest guy in class and I wasn't that athletic. Now, that being said, I played tennis, you know, and some golf, but I wasn't the guy on the football team and certainly wasn't playing any basketball. Um, now, that that's not to make an excuse because, uh, you know, you, I think you briefly met my brother. Ken, who and he's he's an avid martial artist and and for those in your audience that don't know my brother is ken scott he played Raphael, one of the teenage mutant ninja turtles right, he's a ninja turtle the original yeah he's one of the original ninja turtles in the movies but he also did some other independent martial arts films and um he's a very accomplished martial artist in his own right and he's actually uh, a little bit shorter than i am but he's certainly more athletic and um but he worked out a lot, and he studied the martial arts, and, and so he got good at it. Um, I, 
I physically was definitely built more for study mm-hmm, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, and playing music uh, more so than, than the other stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I guess you, you you play the hand you're dealt. Yeah, no, I just always dream of that 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 well-rounded guy who's like good at athletics. He's also smart. He's also musical. You know, everybody hates him because he has all these things. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, let's see here. So, yes. Um, for for me, it's just um, you guys just kind of. I guess over the last probably six months, maybe even nine months to a year or whatever, just kind of started to see a Facebook post. Um, you would post a new song every probably couple of months or so. It seemed like, and uh, it's like I always enjoy them. And then I got the chance to go out and see you at mass. Um, I play one nights. Oh, I did want to talk about, so do you have two different drummers? Cause on line it's listed as Sonic boom and flyer. Or yeah, is so there- when we, when we first got the band together and we're working on the original songs, um, flyer was our drummer and he's, his nickname is flyer because he's, he was an American airlines pilot mm. and, and, uh, he recently retired from that and um, decided he was going to use his, you know, travel benefits to start seeing the world and seeing the country. So he couldn't commit to staying here and practicing every week and going to the record, you know, going to concerts and playing shows. So um, we uh, recruited Sonic Boom, who's actually the husband of a nurse that I've worked with. Oh, cool. And so, and so he's sort of taken over as the drummer uh, for the band. And, and what's good about him is he also is a good backup singer, which uh, we didn't have backup vocals before. And it's really kind of added another, I mean, we recorded with backup vocals, right. you know, cause we could do multiple tracks, but we could never recreate that live. And so now with um, uh, his name's Dan, but you know, Sonic boom is, um, the drummer and the backup vocalist and as we go move forward with writing new stuff and going back into the studio he's taking over that as well but i I always want to give credit where credit is due and uh old mike flyer meyer was there at the beginning and i don't want to discount him at all so i make sure i mention him whenever we uh you know talk about the recordings and the stuff we did early on and now doc rock is a great nickname but i don't know if there's a better one than baby leg (laughs) <laughs> baby like yeah so uh that's an ambiguous name at best and um he <laughs> you know i sort of let the guys choose their nicknames and um that's what he came up with and uh uh yeah all i can say is that's what it is and uh, we're riding it out it seems to fit you know it does it does and and he's uh he does he plays it off well he's He's good. He's as as you saw when you saw us live. He's an animated part of the show. Yes, uh, he adds personality to our stage presence, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Um, you know, my my nickname is. There's not a whole lot of thought that goes into that. You know, I'm a doctor, so Doc and Rock. Well, we play rock music, and it rhymes. And, and that, and, yeah, and it rhymes. And and it started out as. Um, you know, before I did any of this, we used to have a bunch of friends that went out. You know, to karaoke places. And I didn't, you know, I, we all came up with stage names, and they dubbed me Doc Rock, of course, and it just kind of stuck, and now has kind of snowballed into this. 
but yeah, we're we're owning it and we're riding it out, and um, that, that's what we got. Yeah, and if it's the whole theme, you know, so it goes well. Now you were talking about um, that you're. Are you in the studio now, or are you going into the studio? Well, I mean, it's a constant process. We have songs. I have songs that I write that are in varying uh, stages of completion. And um, so when we uh, when we first went into the studio, we had 15 songs, and uh, we recorded those uh, at um, Audio Styles, which at the time was in Dripping Springs right outside of Austin. Mm-hmm. Taylor Catch was the... Um, engineer and producer for all of that awesome guy yeah he's done a lot of great great folks that's a good hookup he has and and he did did good by us as well and and he lived you know in dripping springs and his studio was right outside his house um and so we recorded the original stuff there taylor has since moved to fredericksburg and moved his studio there as well so i haven't been to fredericksburg yet and it's a much longer drive. Mm-hmm. But the guy that he that he gets to master the stuff is a guy named Todd Pipes, who, if you don't know who he is, um, and you probably do, but your audience may not, but he's the guy from the group Deep Blue Something from the 90s that sang Breakfast to Tiffany, mm-hmm. that big hit. And so Todd has also been in the recording business for you know the last few decades. Um, he did Flicker Sticks album. Uh, I think he did... Um, uh, Drowning Pool, uh, when they came out with their big hit, you know, Bodies at the Floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's done, you know, he's also done a ton of other Dallas-Fort Worth uh, talent. He does Cutthroat Finches and a um, ton of that stuff, too. Well, he, you know, he lives here in Colleyville. And uh, once I met Todd, um, it just made sense to start working with him because he's so close. And, uh, Taylor was in the middle of moving the studio, so it was actually shut down for a while. And so the the last few songs that we did, including the Christmas song that we did that got some radio airplay this past holiday season, we did with Todd Pipes in the studio, uh, Phantom Power Studios. Awesome. Yeah, the uh, the Christmas song, Whiskey, the Christmas Whiskey. Or yeah, Whiskey Christmas. Whiskey, whiskey Christmas. Um, man, I listened to that, and I was like, dude, I, I think he has been at the in-laws house on Christmas. Cause that's without a staircase, but that's still, um, I was like, a lot of this sounds like, you know, some of the, 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 the Christmases that I've experienced. So it was, um, it was cool. Cause it was, it was funny and it was relatable. And it's yeah, catchy. It, it's a fun holiday song. And a lot of people, you know, it's a collage of a lot of people's experience mm-hmm. with Christmas. Um, so yeah, and, and it did. It was embraced. Uh, KXT played it in their rotation. KTCU played it. Um, so it got some pretty good exposure. And uh, you know, <laughs> I hope they pull it out again. You know, this Christmas. Yeah, That'd I bet be they cool. will. I bet they will. Um, so how did you meet uh, Taylor? Or you said that um, I already forgot his name. It's Todd. Um, yeah, lives in. Um, in Colleyville, but like, did you meet him at the store and be like, "Hey, I know who you are"? Or did, was it like through business stuff that that you met him? Or well, so my connection of all this um, actually initially runs through my brother Ken, who lives here in Fort Worth now, mm-hmm. and uh, 
he became good friends with Sean Russell. Okay. Who of Cutthroat Finches yeah. uh, and other projects. And Sean's been in the music, Fort Worth music community, you know, for 20 years. Sure. And, um, you know, I, I went and saw Cutthroat Finches at the, you know, at the time. And he is now Taylor Tatch was their guitarist. And uh, so I met Taylor at the shows and knew that he did good work recording. So that's how I got hooked up with Taylor. And then once we recorded with Taylor, Taylor's like, well, I get this guy, Todd Pipes, to master the stuff. And uh, so I learned about who Todd Pipes was. And then just as coincidence, I was back here in Fort Worth, and I was as a Cutthroat Finches show, and the band that was opening was the Taylor Young Band. And Taylor Young is a drummer that's also been in a lot of different bands, but he's also close with the Pipes brothers, Todd and Toby. Okay. Toby Pipes... <laughs> this is turning into a big story. The Toby Pipes is the bass player now for Taylor Young's band. And I went to that show, and it just so happened that Todd Pipes was there. And I was talking to Sean Russell. Sean introduced me to Todd. Oh, I'm like, gotcha. wait, Todd Pipes, you're mastering my music. Because <laughs> oh, he awesome. already sent it to Todd. Mm-hmm. And, and so once we started talking, you know, we said, hey, let's do some other you know, work directly together. And so that's how that came about. Now, wasn't Toby also in Deep Blue something? Yes, he was. Okay. He's redheaded, right? Uh, or maybe used to be. I mean, this is all maybe used so, to be. Long, you know, so long ago. We're all, we're all kind of old now. Yeah. <laughs> we're all yeah. roughly the same age, but we're still rocking out, which is very, very cool in my book. Yeah. No, I think I remember him. I think he's the one that I picture when I think of Deep Blue's something. Um I think well, Todd was the lead singer. He was either the redhead or or a bleach blonde. Okay, maybe it was Todd that was the redhead. Um, so Todd, Todd was the lead singer, front guy. Although they both wrote and sang the songs, um, "Breakfast at Tiffany's," which is what they're best known for, was a Todd piece. Okay. Um, yeah, like I, I told you, I think in a in a text or whatever, I'd worked at u-haul when i was 18 or 19 and um they came through, it was the one over on 26 um grapevine highway and uh they came over there and they rented a trailer to go on tour with and i was like i know who these guys are i knew exactly who they were uh, i think their song was already on the radio i mean they weren't big time or anything they were at, at u-haul renting a trailer but um but they were renting it to go on on tour and i talked to them for like just took a couple minutes and thought it was really cool and it went inside and tried to tell everybody else and they're all if it in country, they don't know what it is, you know. <laughs> and so, but um, yeah, that was the only time that I think I'd ever met them before. But I always remember that I was like, oh, I know those guys, you know. Yeah, it's the same thing too. It's like one day I was, because um, I, I I'm, I'm a courier, I'm a driver, so I do a, a lot of deliveries. And one of the places I go to a lot is Discount Tire. And um, every now and again, I'll see people that I know from around town at discount tire when i walk up to him in uniform it always throws them off to see me you know in a uh-huh. out of context but one day um leon bridges was there and this is well after he had signed for capital and been on tv and all that stuff and uh he was just in there doing his thing getting his tires done or whatever and after he'd left i asked one of the guys i go do you all know who that is and like nobody up there knew who he was I was like that dude's that dude's got records, you know, and some yeah. like Grammy award so shows Grammy. and like, You're yeah, you know, I'm like, he's, you might not know who he is, but he's actually kind of a big deal, you know, but yeah, nobody even in the, in the whole store knew who he was, you know, I was like, oh. yeah, yeah, but I, to me, I think that'd be kind of cool to, 
to get to that kind of level to where it's like you're not known everywhere you go. There's some places you can't go, but most places, most people, you're you're just a guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you know, even famous people need tires, right? Of course, you know. So, and, and it's cool that he doesn't have somebody doing it for him, or whatever. Um, yeah. So I do want to talk about. Uh, you have a show coming up on in April, April second. Yes, April second at Twilight. Um, it's a Saturday. It's a free show because, of course, Twilight doesn't charge a cover. Uh, free parking. Um, we're headlining, so. The good news is we're headlining. The bad news is we play the latest. Is it like so, midnight or 11, 12? Yeah, 11 to 12. Yeah. We'll finish up at midnight. Um, and then we got Nathan Waller, who's an acoustic rocker that he used to uh, head the band Mahoney back in the early aughts. Uh, but, uh, you know, now he does solo acoustic rock stuff. He's opening for us. And then the uh, second band is a band called Boss Riot, which is a true classic ska band. Oh, really? Not like, yeah, not like punk ska, but they're a ska band that has played uh, the Dallas and Deep Ellum scene. And I uh, and I met those guys because their guitarist is actually also a doctor, um, who's a spine pain management doctor that I work with. Uh, here and so he, he's actually another you know it's funny uh my nickname's doc rock but i'm the first to admit i'm not the only doc rock out there uh-huh. there there are other physicians that are playing music at a high level and this guy is one of them and uh so we got together it's like man we need to do a show together and so this is it that's Twilight. so cool now one it's cool that it's ska music um because you don't get to see that much of that around here and then um second it's just it amazes me to think that um like my dad um has a pain management doctor for his back or whatever and to even think that that guy could be in a rock band is just like what no way it's crazy <laughs> you know or that you know it's of course you know i mean why not there's no it's it's weird to me there are people around town you know one of the guys i had on last week is a drummer in, in a band but he's also teaches school you know a few a few of uh of the the actually that's a little bit more common than what i thought where they're band directors or music teachers um that are in local bands and i guess that kind of makes sense but doctors it just baffles me i think that's so interesting do you ever tell any of any of your clients or do they ever like go hey wait they're they're out and they see you playing going i had no idea has that happened yet i it, it has happened and um it's you know it's happy where people hear about it and what's funny is is that a lot of my patients are musicians as well and uh you know just just like musicians and famous people need tires i'm here to tell you that you know famous people also sometimes need i'm a hand surgeon i don't know if your audience knew that as well but they need their hands taken care of sure and so because i'm a musician i've been fortunate to work with other musicians who have had health problems with their hands and um and then also other patients that are just into music that find out that I am as well. And, you know, some of them even come out to shows. Um, now, it, it's probably about to get more well-known because I, I just found out that um, we're going to be on the cover of uh, 76092 Magazine here coming up, which is published by 360 West Magazine. 
And so I think once that magazine comes out, any secret I might have had that I'm also a musician is going to be busted. <laughs> now, do you think that would be good for business? Do you think it, there's a chance it could be bad for business? So maybe like, oh, I don't want my doctor to be a rock and roller. I don't think so. Do you think so? No, no you know, th- those people are, um, I don't think there's that many of them. I think most people would think it's interesting. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it would actually attract more people that say, hey, the doctor isn't just a doctor. They actually have, you know, a depth to them that they didn't realize could be there. Yeah. And and if someone has a problem that I play, you know, rock and roll on the side, then, um, you know, that's, I guess that's, the, at some point it becomes their problem and not my problem. Sure. Right? Yeah. And so if they have a problem with it, God bless them. They're entitled to their opinion. But I think the majority of it is that, you know, just like what you and many other people think, it's like, wow, that's actually interesting that someone could be that dedicated to one field but still be dedicated to doing something artistic. And um, that may be someone interesting to see for my, you know, medical problem. Um, so we'll see. I think, I think it'll be good. Yeah, I think so. I think I think that's that's super cool. And y'all made the cover. That's awesome. And you, um, you've been written up in the Fort Worth Weekly. Yeah, that's okay. right. About uh, I guess three or four weeks ago now, they did a, a story on us, which was really really cool. Um, yeah, we've been we haven't been around that long. You know, we've been around less than a year. Um, we've played a lot of really cool venues in the Fort Worth music scene. We've had now I'm going to say four songs on the radio, local radio stations. Um, and we've gotten some press. So uh, I, I've been very pleased with how we've been received in the Fort Worth music community. Uh, and, and it's just a matter of time, I think, before enough people hear us and we can build up a, a legit fan base. Um, I'm hoping that all happens. Yeah, I do too, because I think you guys are, are a lot of fun. We definitely plan on being there on Saturday. Twilight's cool. Have you been there before? Um, yeah, we actually played there. Um, I think November of last year. Okay, and um, we were actually invited by another act to play there, and then that act uh, ended up uh, having to not really cancel, but kind of down downsize. And so we ended up being the headliner at the end of the night, and it went. You know, it ended up being a great show. Good and. And so it must have been a great show because the you know the owners invited us back. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's cool. cool. Yeah, no, it is cool, and I I like that place. It's a it's a really nice venue. It's a good place for dates. You know, I mean, I'm married, but it's still we always kind of dress a little nicer when we go to you know to Twilight. It feels like a date night. It does. They have night. They cool. They have cool drinks. Of course, they've got that Cajun grill there that has you know awesome french fries and po boys mm-hmm. i think they were closed for a little bit but they're reopened now is my understanding and uh yeah it's just a cool venue um i like it we have we have a tentative date at magnolia motor lounge in june too on june 3rd so we're going to try to put together a good show for that date as well and and continue booking will that be close to your birthday um it will be close to my birthday yeah, so you, have a, you have a big birthday <laughs> very, bash. very perceptive so, well, I remember you said it was in June, and you were Gemini. My daughter's um, at the beginning, like the first week of June, and uh, she's a she's a Gemini. So really? Figured, yeah. So I figured if if it was the third, her your, your show, her birthday's on the seventh. So I figured, well, maybe it's 
close to your birthday around that time. That's cool. It is. Mine's actually on the 13th. If I'll, I'll, I'll admit that. Okay. <laughs> that was June 13th is when my birthday is. So. Facebook knows anyways. It'll pop up. <laughs> it does. Right. It does. So. That's true. Well, man, I, I won't hear from people from decades, but on my birthday, I'll always get a Facebook like. Oh, yeah. And now that you're doing this stuff and getting more and more friends that you don't really know, you're, you're, you're going to have people being like, happy birthday. You're going to be like, I don't know who this is. But thank you. you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, like. Yeah. And so. Well, that is true. We are we are trying to build a better social media fan base. So, um, it, you know, if any of your listeners want to check us out on Instagram and at Traumatics and, or follow our Facebook page, that would be super cool. Awesome. Okay, cool. And I'll, I'll tag so, it in the post so they can cl- click on it. Um, yeah, because that's where I saw just scrolling through. I don't know if you had ad sponsored or if somebody shared it or what have you, but I would just see you know that you guys were playing here, that you guys had a new song released here, um, you know. And I, I remember playing one that I really liked, but then I heard the Whiskey Christmas song and I really liked that one. Um, and then I ended up playing the Should Have Kissed Her song during Valentine's Day. And it's just because I'm telling you, I had that story as a kid where it's like I went out with a girl and the whole night my, my buddy was like, man, kiss her, sing it to me, you got to kiss the girl. And I'm like, just <laughs> wouldn't do it. And, you know, and then just there's there were so many nights like that where you would go out with a girl, but you never wanted to be the aggressor and make that move because you didn't want to be the creep or whatever. But at the same time, you can be overcautious and actually end up missing out on something you know what i mean right well you obviously know what i mean because you wrote a whole song about it yeah (laughs) your ego is crushed yeah i mean like like i say when i grew growing up i was always kind of the little kid now as it turns out being a late bloomer is a huge advantage when you're older Mm -hmm. because now all all of my like classmates look really old (laughs) like older than me but back then it wasn't an advantage and yeah, so many times in you know high school or college, you're just kind of hanging out with you know girls, uh, and uh, could have if you were a little bit more you know sure of yourself and confident, something might have happened. But mm-hmm. you ended up chickening out, and that's exactly what that song's about. And it's you know every almost everyone I've talked to can relate to that. And that's what makes it great at some point. And and so um, it is. It's one of the songs I really enjoy the band playing, and I'm excited because we still have another eight or nine songs done that we're getting ready to release. We're going to, you know, re- probably over the summer release an, a full album with some of the singles we've already released, but then some that we haven't. Excellent. And uh, you know, over the course of the next year or more, um, we're going to keep releasing stuff that I hope, uh, yeah that people can enjoy and uh you know like you said it's, it's a genre of music that brings them back a little bit but not a lot of people are doing it now at least not writing fresh stuff yeah and um so i think there's there's a place for it there's a niche for it and um yeah i think yeah and again it's if i don't if i don't remember you know thank you so much for inviting me to do this podcast oh yeah it just means so much to be able to talk about our stuff and have other people, you know, express appreciation for it. And it just means a lot to me and the band. And uh, thank you again. Oh, yeah, it's my pleasure. You know, cause I've really been digging the music that I've been hearing and getting out and seeing you play. Um, so there's a lot of personality on stage. The songs are real catchy. Um, so it's just easy to like. And so I want to make sure that, you know, anybody that doesn't know 
know about you that may be listening will know about you now. You know, I think the people that are listening to the show probably already do, but they don't know as much about you. And so um, we get to put that out there. Well, that's cool. It was funny. I was listening to your podcast when you were interviewing um, uh, Phil Hennessy from uh, Henry the Archer. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you mentioned us to him, which was super cool. Of course, he doesn't know who we were at the time. But, um, yeah, you were telling about us. And I thought to myself, man, I, I would love to do a show with that guy, you know, if that was ever possible. Yeah, because you were at uh, cause the concert. Because that's where you and I first met was yeah. at his show. Yeah, they're uh, great. The Cutthroat, again, the Cutthroat Finches were there and Taylor Youngband was there. Um, so it all kind of comes together. And I remember seeing their show and uh, it was like, gosh, I would I wouldn't mind opening for him at all. Yeah, no, they're a, they're a great Fort Worth band. Um, they've been doing a while, and I guess um, he lives in Colorado now, and so they don't get to play a whole lot. So it was, I know a lot of people that were there were aching for like two years to see them play, and um, yeah, you know, because one of the thing about being gone, they couldn't just. There's some bands that kind of still would play, you know, here and there, but. Man, it's like I didn't hear nothing from into the archer. There wasn't a live feed or anything. And then all of a sudden it's like, we're playing. I'm like, holy crap, we got to go. And I think that's a lot of the town was that way. So there was real high energy, you know, and with the cutthroat finches being there, um, just the whole night was just had this really big electric sound. Yeah, and it was cool to meet you. I was like, oh, because I mean, I, I recognized you when I was there. I was like, hey, that's not, I'll tell my. I told Susie, and she has to go. Oh, let me go say hi. <laughs> you know, she's yeah, that was, she's funny that, that was way. That's pretty funny, but it, it was cool. Yeah, too. no, she's a. And I was glad to beat both of you. So it was a great night. And so, well, I'll try to see if I can drag um, her out on um, April second too. I'll bring the wife again, and then see if we can get Susie out there and some other friends to come see y'all play at Twilight. Because I think more people that see you play will see you play again and again because it's a fun show. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah, that's what we want. We want, we want, you know, again, our tagline is sort of like, orig- you know, real original rock and roll for fans of real rock and roll, you know? Right. And it's awesome. You know, and that's what, and that's what we're trying to, you know, people that don't normally think about going out to see a show, either because, you know, we're a little bit older now or, you know, we're, we're happy just pulling out our old REM records or, you know nirvana records or something mm-hmm. uh it's like no there's some new bands out there writing some good stuff in the style that you like come on out it'll be fun and that's what we want is we want people to come out enjoy the music and have fun yeah and that's what that's what's great about the city because that's definitely the spirit around here it's you know you don't have to listen to these old records that you have you can come out and hear some really great new stuff and um if you want to hear something that's kind of like your your record collection there's probably a, a Fort Worth band that's doing something similar that's pretty cool that you can go out and see live that's what's really neat about this city yeah the diversity is awesome mm-hmm. so well, man it's been really good talking to you and getting to know you a little more yeah you too and again, I, and again I, I, thank you for having me on oh, I had yeah. a great time and, uh, look forward to continuing this journey and they can find all your music it's on Bandcamp Spotify Apple Music yeah, all of all that. that good stuff. YouTube and anywhere you look for your your music, they'll be able to find it. It's just T R O U M A T I C S Traumatics. Yeah, that's correct. It's funny. I was listening to one of our songs one time, and I shazammed it, and we actually came up. That was Isn't that pretty cool. cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that's neat. So, all right, man. Well, 
best of luck to you and um like i said we'll hope to see you on the second i have every intention on being out there i think that'll be a really fun show and oh, now yeah. especially with the with boss riot i'm pretty sure i can get Susie out there because she's a she likes ska um she's gonna love them then. yeah so and, I, and i'll introduce you guys to them too because they're okay. a cool group yeah i'd like to hear that uh, i'd like to, to to meet them and i'm gonna look and see if i can find some of their music maybe i'll try to play it during the show as well okay so they would love that i'm sure yeah awesome well excellent man um okay well i guess that's everything all right very good jeffrey thank you again yes sir and you have a good night thank you you too yeah talk to you later all right bye funky is what funky do forward's favorite podcast the funky town podcast